And our neighbor just became a certified electrician, which is so great because he's such a great conduit of energy and he's so well grounded. Oh, welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are rising from recession. And our guest this week, well, he is the capital in Dental Group. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration and our guest this week is Dr. Richard Castine of Capital Dental Group. <clears throat> welcome to Small Business Celebration. I'm glad to be here. And for Visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? You know I hate this question but uh, <laughs> my name is Richard Castine. I'm an implantologist in Bakersfield, California. Our primary business is uh, Capital Dental Group, a subsidiary of that is Center for Implant Dentistry. You started your business by yourself, correct? And you have grown capital dentistry over the 25 years? Correct. And you now have how many dentists that work for you? We have a staff of about 15 doctors that work here. That's just the doctors. That's not including all the support personnel and everybody else that's gone with that. And for visionaries who may be wondering if you've never been here before, this facility is a rather large facility, especially compared to a lot of other dental practices that we've all visited. For one, we're in the basement. How many dental practices do you know that have a basement? And it's not a small basement either. How big is this facility? It's about 18,000 square feet. 18,000 yeah. square feet. First of all, well, and how that's- How did that happen? Yeah, how did that happen? Because it's kind all of right. perplexing, you know? No, 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 this is, this is good stuff. Um, I was located in downtown Bakersfield next to a welfare hotel when I started out. Okay. And uh, it only had really four operatories. Mm -hmm. It had two, but I added another two. And I realized I didn't want to spend my career in that building. Mm. And so I thought, I have to change. What, what, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And um, this is important for all business people to know because if you're going to be in business, ideally what you want to do is own the building. Why right? is that? It's got wonderful tax write-offs. You get to write off what it costs for rent. Right. And after it's paid off, you got constant money flow. Nice. And so I wanted something that I designed. I wanted something that would meet my needs. I wanted something that was modern. I wanted something in an area that had the best rooftops around me. Mm. And this area of Bakersfield happens to have more dual income How parents nice. per capita mm -hmm. surrounding it than any other place in Bakersfield. 
we're located right next to Cal State Bakersfield. Correct. And so that have, has a lot to do with it too. And I wanted to be where mom is because uh, women run the world. Right. And women know how to balance a checkbook. Right. And women need convenience. And if you can't be seen out of through a windshield, then you don't exist. Right. So <clears throat> he had all that together and I'm a pilot. So I got my airplane and I flew at low levels uh, with the flaps down at low speed over Bakersfield about 20 years ago. And I said, where the hell am I going to? You know, <laughs> what's out there? And you can see everything from 1,500 feet in the air. Right. And so I saw a piece of land next to Vaughn's, and I said, damn, that's right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any money, but I had to figure all that out. Yeah, but you had a vision. You knew where you wanted to end up, which is key. Correct. In all of this. You well, the key is to have an idea. Ah. And, you know, ideas are like, airplane wings they really need wheels right and you have to somehow get reality mixed up with the ideas right and that's a big step it's one thing to have rose-colored glasses but it's something to be able to see through those glasses and see the brick wall in your way yeah right. <laughs> yeah what did you learn from the recession of 2008 that you're applying to this COVID recession we're in now? I don't think I applied anything. Okay. Well, first of all, mm -hmm. we're not in Orange County. Right. We're not in downtown San Francisco. We're in the middle of the valley. Right. Bakersfield is a really wonderfully odd town. How so? It's got the largest... Um, I think uh, ice cream factory in the world. It's got the largest potato chip factory in the world, in the world. Right, right. right? It produces more agriculture per acre than anywhere else in the world. Right. You know, I think every major oil producing company in the English speaking world is represented here. Right. So it's got a really diverse economy that's breeds its own stability because mm. that's very diverse from mm. agriculture to oil. It is. So how does this affect the recession? Well, Bakersfield's more recession-proof than most places. And the cost of living here isn't comparable to what it is in, you know, Orange Chicago, County, New York, or Orange County, or wherever. And sure. so that insulation um, is critical to outcome. It's, a, it's not, not that we weren't affected. Right, and right. not that we didn't know what was going on. Right. We were ju just wasn't, I don't think, we weren't as grossly affected as many other industries. Healthcare usually isn't affected so severely, except in COVID, it has been affected. And that's the key right there is I'll this- I'll talk about COVID if you want me to talk about Yeah, well, let's talk about that in the next segment huh? because that's a great topic to get into because it's something that a lot of people, it's obviously on a lot of people's minds. Because the other thing about this too, and you've astutely pointed this out, is this recession has not affected all businesses equally. No. It's affected some businesses more harshly than others. Horrible. You happen to be in a position where People still need to get their teeth fixed. People still need to have implants done. But yet at the same time, some of these people are business owners and they're not able to come in and get the, the health care that you provide. And so sure. it's, it's a balancing act. And, sure. and we can get more into that in the next segment. But one of the things I'm also curious on is you have this 18,000 square foot facility, 12 plus physicians plus doc, I mean doctors plus all these other people sure. involved. 
What does the future for Capital Dental Group look like in the next 5, 10, 15 years? I think it's a green highway. How so? Partly to do with Bakersfield, it's growing. Mm -hmm. It's partly to do that I set up this business to be convenient. We're the only practice that I'm aware of that's open seven days a week. Um, we have extended hours during the weekdays. Um, everyone needs a dentist they get along with. Right. And part of the constriction with healthcare is, can I get in? Right. And I learned this a long time ago, and it was probably the single factor that if you want to think I'm successful, why I became successful, or one of the reasons, um, it has to just do with convenience. You know, mm -hmm. are you willing? I worked every weekend for 13 years because I believed that if you could be more convenient, you would grow. And, and it worked. It did work. It worked well. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Oh, the best way to do it is walk in the door and say hi. And, uh, and what's our address? Where are we? Uh, we're at 8701 Camino Media, Bakersfield, California. Um, our website is cidbakersfield.com. Um, stands for Center for Implant Dentistry. You can call Capital Dental Group at 861-8000. That's 661? Yeah, 661-861-8000. And if you like Small Business Celebration, we ask you to go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And when we come back, we're going to answer a visioneer question from a visioneer just like you when we come right back. My name is Josh D'Amigo, and I'm a Toastmaster from Ventura, California. Toastmasters has helped me build my career and relate to small business owners in a myriad of ways. Too many ways to list in 30 seconds. But the most impactful way that Toastmasters has helped me is to come up with believable answers to really bad questions on the fly. This is not just in my presentations at work, but it's also at city council meetings and at my local chamber. I invite you to join us at Toastmasters and I look forward to seeing you there. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to toastmasters.org and click on the Find a club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button today. We're here with Dr. Castine, the owner of Capital Dental Group. <clears throat> and our visioner question from the segment comes from visioner Dr. Irwin, who asks, we have just bought out our partners in our practice, and my husband asked me, what is retirement going to look like? I haven't even thought about an exit strategy for our business. What guidepost do you suggest I think about? Well, if this individual is a physician that I think he is, uh, and I know nothing about him, um, speaking directly about the idea of selling uh, a medical business right. all businesses either make money or they don't make money right and uh, the value of a business is probably debatable but it has something to do with the idea do you make any money right and you may think most business owners have a way inflated sense of what the value of their business is <laughs> and they just right. need to get over that and right. it's it's all straight up economics uh, what's your EBITDA um, what uh, 
What's your overhead? Have you grown at all? Right. Uh, is there meat left on the bone? Is the meat transferable? Is the meat transferable? One of the things too, I believe, in this is the long-term vision of how do you plan on exiting the business? How, you right. know, because the, there, will, there will come a day when you decide golf is more important than, right. you know, than your practice, or you physically can't do the sure. practice anymore. What are the what 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 are the strategies that you suggest or that you're thinking about that will allow you to say you know what I can sell the practice or I can close the practice or what kinds of things are okay. are you looking for? What would I do? I would uh, form a group practice and bring in younger people so I could phase out over time. That oh, would be okay. one idea. All right, but are, are uh, you are you looking at doing that with your practice? Are you looking at you know selling or breaking up your practice or selling shares of your practice to your 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 employee dentists and let them take over the practice? I do have partners here. Okay. I've been selling shares for years, mm -hmm. and um, listen, part of the key here is that you want to build a team. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like basketball. You're only as good as your bench. Right. And we're in a constant evolution of trying to improve who's on our team. Right. And further, not so much as change players, but develop. I've been developing dentists for, I don't know, 10 or 20 years. And um, different people need different kinds of development. Right. And uh, usually it's not... It's not professional development on how to do this procedure. Part of it's just having a stable foundation to work out of. Right. And um, I could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> for, forever. Well, and you bring up something also very key in all this, and, and that is you're constantly growing, you're constantly developing, and that's also part of the reason why your business, Capital Dentistry, is it actually thrived during COVID. Yeah. How did it do that? I would say March is when it all shut down, right? Right. And we were all scared. Mm -hmm. um, part of it had to do with probably my attitude. I mean, when you think about it, viruses are really small. They measure them in nanometers, right. billionths of a meter. So it's 50 to 100 billionths of a meter in size. Right. You're not going to control a virus, right. period. And so we just followed all the guidelines of what we would use when we would like see an AIDS patient back in the AIDS endemic. You know, you're going to mask up and wear your PPEs. And right. uh, we opened rather early. All right, and and why I, was I, that? Why did you open up? Or choose to open up early because well, there were a lot of other dentists that no, that didn't do that. No, well, you know, it had a, probably a lot to do with my philosophy of damn the torpedoes. Okay, I mean, I, I am not going to go BK over a virus. Right. All right. In fact, I'm going to work in my business and try to do it carefully and thoughtfully and skillfully. And if they want to come arrest me for trying to provide care to pain patients, let right. them. Right. All right. The um, press would love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and that's one thing about healthcare is that, you know, I mean, all of us aren't in pain, oral pain today, but right. when, when you've got teeth screaming at you and you can't sleep, you got an emergency and you need right. to 
had it dealt with. Right. Uh, so not only was it pain, but you know we shut down our hygiene program. But uh, yeah, we were just very busy. And a lot of that was because you opened and early. you opened early, and uh -huh. you and you're open seven days a we're week. We're open seven days a week early. Right, yeah. exactly, and that had a lot to do with it. You bet. Now a lot of this too comes from personal life experiences, things that worked and things that didn't work out so well. That you that you took this and said, you know what? Heck with this. We're going to go ahead and open up early, and we're going to damn the torpedoes and move ahead. But that didn't come. That idea, that that mentality is no accident. And part of that comes from lessons you've learned in the past. And, and what did you learn in the past that has given you that mentality and has, has been a guidepost for you for the decisions that you've made in the, since then and, and into the future? It's hard to distill in a sentence or a paragraph, but I recognized early on that uh, you gotta be careful who you listen to how did you learn that lesson? A lot of it was instinct and prior experiences in life, mm. but uh, you don't want to be part of the herd. You have to have original good ideas that make sense and have, if nothing else, the stubbornness and the work ethic to support them. How does this do with damn the torpedoes idea? Um, yeah, there's just so much at risk, and uh, we got 105 employees, and they need to work. And it just wasn't, I thought we could meaningfully, intelligently see people and stay open. And uh, I would be happy to debate that with anyone on the planet and there was a definitive need. And this business was already set up for convenience. And so we just ended up growing exponentially during COVID because of the lack of dental care available in the Valley. We got so many referrals from urgent care centers and what have you. And we'll be right back. The reason we're here talking with Dr. Kestine is because of a pair of visioneer questions from a viewer just like you. They wanted to find out more about the business of dentistry. And they reached out to us on our social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and let us know that they wanted to learn from a, a person that was a dentist that had a very successful practice and how they dealt with people. And it all stemmed from a question that we got on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you've got a question, if you've got a thought that you want to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. We're here with Dr. Richard Kesting, the owner of Capital Dental Group, and our visionary question of the segment comes from Dr. Dean. Our practice has grown to the point that we have brought on two additional physicians and three nurses plus office support. We feel, however, that the culture and the vision we have set for our practice is starting to slip away from us. How do you bring your team together with a common vision and a common goal that trans transcends past the take care of the patient. One is you gotta treat everyone well, mm -hmm. and that takes money. Money takes good ideas. Um, it's, 
It's, it's okay to have bad ideas. Right. In fact, success is a bunch of BS. You only <laughs> learn through failure. Right. Success is so overrated. And so you got to sift through your, you got to figure out systems. You got to find somebody, mentors who have, are in the middle of this and shoveling it and like what they do and figure out what they're doing and how you can also participate. But overall, like we're one of the only dental practices that I'm aware of that has 401k, medical, dental. We have so much benefits for our employees and we got to pay them at top dollar right. to retain them. Right. And if I don't have the best people around me, it's over. I mean, I'm very dependent on my management that I'm blessed with that uh, I don't want to get out of bed without. Right. And, uh, and you have to be able to develop people. How are you developing people? Uh, it's an ongoing daily process, honestly. How so? uh, I used to pick out dental assistants by going into restaurants and I would want the waitress with the biggest earrings, the fastest feet, quick hands, and she can make change to four guys while they hit on her. Mm. And if you can do that, you can do anything, right. all right? Because you got people skills, you know, you want to work. Right. And so you look for work ethic and personality. Mm. Those items blend well to healthcare because we are dealing with such a huge wide scope of human personality. Right. I mean, anyone that you're going to run into on the 4015 freeway has got the right to walk into my office. We don't have a sieve that you have to be referred here or you have to be special. All you have to do is walk in the door. Right. You don't have to smile. You'll fix that. <laughs> now, what are the, the blessings of being able to develop a profitable and successful practice is you get to fly and you get to become a pilot yeah. on your own. First of all, why did you want to learn how to fly and get your pilot's license? I knew that I was going to have to work my tail off in Kern County. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was the best place to develop a business. And I've had, as I said, a really diverse life. I like other ideas and places. I'm very much affected by environment. And Bakersfield's ideal because it's surrounded by so many interesting things but you got to get a car and go there. Right. And um, I, I had a friend that was a pilot and I was watching what he was doing and I was terrified to learn how to fly. I was, it didn't come naturally, but it's just a time machine. Mm. And I like, I like a lot of things about being a pilot have a lot to do with running a business or being a surgeon. How so? Because you got to affect outcome. You got to make a decision. Should I fly or not fly? Is mm -hmm. it safe? There, there's a checkoff list that you have to go through before you take off. There's just a lot of stuff that when you're in command of an airplane and responsible, those responsibilities are very similar to the responsibilities of a lot of life. Mm -hmm. And most people don't have a real head on collision with the responsibilities of life in a real threatening way daily. Right. All right. But every time you get in an airplane, you got the chance to probably go somewhere effectively and efficiently 
and you, you got opportunities to uh, kill yourself. Sometimes you have to figure out how to navigate around the storm <laughs> and not fly through the storm. Yeah, it helps to have a you know, weather theory in your brain. Exactly. Yeah, you bet. Well, part of that too, it sounds like, is you went through an educational process to yeah. learn how to fly yeah. and get your pilot's license. And yeah. you, it's a, con, a continuing education too. There's constant updates and, and schooling and things like that. But this also applies to your personal life and your business life. Part of that is what you read. Correct. And what are you reading right now? Honestly, I, I read mostly texts that deal with bone grafting, uh, bone morphology, uh, uh, implant design, uh, surgical techniques. But uh, when I get a moment, I do read from, I'd say, one of three authors. Probably be uh, Jack London, uh, Kurt Vonnegut, and uh, Steinbeck. Mm. And when I used to study uh, German literature in Germany, the only books I could find were written by Steinbeck. Right. You know, when I was running through Berlin. Right. Uh, but I'm reading uh, uh, a book by uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, and what's, what's the name of that one? Armageddon in Retrospect. Oh, and why that book? Vonnegut's always been uh, a bit like me. Um, uh, I think we think similarly. His perspective of, of having lived through the bombing of Dresden uh, in the Second World War, that uh, for no reason uh, the Allies just firebombed one of the prettiest cities in Europe and utterly decimated it. Um, and then waking up the next morning, he was downstairs in a meat locker where they held these prisoners who during the day would go up and sweep the streets of this beautiful city. And after the bombing went up and had the task of doing nothing but burying people for weeks mm. and how that affected him and changed his perspective on life and wrote about it. And that particular book, Armageddon in Retrospect, is really uh, about those days uh, that he experienced as a young man in Dresden. And uh, also ideas... Uh, Things about commencement speeches he gave at universities and the normal rhetoric that you would uh, expect out of someone of his stature, but always turning life inside out and laughing at it. Waiting for Godot. Waiting for, exactly. <laughs> what makes you wake up every morning and open your business? Well, I think business owners, at least I feel this way about me, one of the luckiest things I have is I get to choose my surroundings. You know, I, I designed and made the building in the surgical suite. But more importantly, um, physical, buildings are only physical. I filled it with people that I, I really enjoy working with. And we fight, uh, we laugh, uh, we uh, play a tug of war uh, all day long, and I I really enjoy the diversity of individuals that I treat. Most people that come to see me have destroyed their mouth. And instead of making, I was trained as a potter and my art teacher told me to go be a dentist. And <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if that was an insult or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly didn't take it as one. Um, but uh, we change people's lives here. Uh, and when your mouth is just totally screwed up 
And you give someone the ability to look at themselves in the mirror and have a pleasing result and they can function and chew food. And for years, maybe decades, it's just been disgusting and painful. Mm. Uh, and you see how that changes their personality. It's, it's meaningful work, you know. Um, Freud said you need meaningful work and something to love. Right. Um, you know, Freud was Freud, but I, I think that there's some value there. Uh, and so I find meaning in my work and I love who I work with. And so I think some of my best times on earth are at work. And if I've done anything, it's convinced myself that I like this stuff and uh, I enjoy it. And I love who I work with because I got to pick them and they got, I mean, I truly run a circus of personalities. <laughs> and like the theater, uh, I want to be entertained. I do not want to be bored. And we're not bored here, whether it's from our patients or our staff. It's very diverse. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Call the office, get an appointment. What's we, the phone number here? 661-861-8000. And what's the address here? 8701 Camino Media. And our website? Our website is uh, capitaldentalgroup.com and it's also Center for Implant Dentistry Bakersfield.com. Sounds good. Well, again, this has been a pleasure. This has been a real joy. And, and I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thank you. My name is Josh Domingo and I'm a Toastmaster from Ventura, California. Toastmasters has helped me build my career and relate to small business owners in a myriad of ways. Too many ways to list in 30 seconds. But the most impactful way that Toastmasters has helped me is to come up with believable answers to really bad questions on the fly. This is not just in my presentations at work, but it's also at city council meetings and at my local chamber. I invite you to join us at Toastmasters and I look forward to seeing you there. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. 
If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.